As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And we have we have a lot of people to get to, so let's go quickly. First off, my normal co-host, Chad. That's me. Chris. So <laughs> returning for his third appearance, Ben Scrivens. What's up, man? Good to see you guys. And also a three-time guest now from the Film Fit Podcast. Please welcome Ed. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you, studio right. audience. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have a lot to get to, so I think tonight we will hold all the plugs and stuff for the end of the show. Let's just get into this. That's fair. Talk about this polarizing movie from last year, Halloween. Oh, I, see. I see now, Josh. Make us all yell at each other uh, from the beginning <laughs> while we just meet each other, and then at the end we'll just go, oh, now we're friends, and here's the here's the plugs of what we're doing. <laughs> That's right. Into graciously. Right? Exactly. So... Well, Ed, I know you saw this in theater, and Ben, I know you saw this in theater. Chad, Chris, did you see it in theater? I did not. No, no, actually, saw it on on Mac. No, not Mac. No, Peacock. 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 Yeah. Yes. So saw it in the comfy home. Comfy home. Yeah. Yeah, because I so went. Ed, I feel like I you got an early screen screening, right? Yeah, I went to yeah. an advanced screening for it, and then um, I was camping the weekend that it came out, so I watched it while I was uh, at the campground nice <laughs> well, we, had big, we, we had a big we had a big screen set up outside my buddy bar's projector and we had um oh, internet so we screened awesome. it outside by the campfire yeah it's the way to do it, it, yeah, it is. okay but you did see it in theaters right yeah prior to that i went to an advanced screening with my daughter okay all right so let's i think before the, the way to dive into this the one thing we do have to talk about is the whole Corey aspect of it, because that's how this whole thing sets up. You want to start with that? Yeah, I think we need to start with that. That's how this Warning alert. <laughs> Warning alert. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, this will be a spoiler-filled episode. This is not a typical episode where I keep spoilers. We're out. just going to dive right into it. All right. I know, right? Just Pull the hit, hit off. the big button there. <clears throat> well, Chris, how would you start it off? You have, you have a different idea? Mm. I think we need to just jump into it. Well, yeah. I don't know. At... Well, we could go jump into it, but I would say, I mean, how the other thing I would want to ask people is like, how would you describe the yeah the premise of this movie of this particular end of the trilogy? Oh, okay. Some generalized thoughts on your feelings on the film. Okay, just like what do you think is the premise? Oh, what do you? Yeah, it's the epic conclusion to the David Gordon Green trilogy. That's what I went into it thinking it was. Well, I think that's what everyone was thinking it was, and that's what caused a lot of polarized opinions on it. I think right. there's a turn for what it actually ended up being. I think it's, uh, what is it, bait and switch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. I, I don't know. I I think in terms of premise, I, I mean, I guess I, I knew a little bit about it going into it. Um, this is the one I knew the least about going into it of the three because Same. we yeah. were... We had the rights to all three films for merch. And for 2018, we had gotten a script 
we got images like six months in advance. So I pretty much knew everything, although they changed everything. Oh, not everything. The last, the third. I was act about to ask about that ending. <laughs> oh, the ending of 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I heard about what it is. I was just going to ask it you was what awful. version you got. It was bad. Yeah. Um, that I did not like at all. And I'm glad they, they changed it. Halloween kills. I mean, I was able to visit the set for that and, and, you know, I knew everything pretty much what was going on there, which was cool. We didn't get the script, but I knew the story. But Halloween ends, I was like, I don't know what's what's going to be. All I knew is that they were kind of like zooming out on the whole evil aspect of it and trying to make it more of a broad thing, which, again, we'll get into. But to me, I'm like, that's great. But, you know, it's the epic conclusion of yeah. Ray and Michael. So, I remember you know, a few months before it came out, I want to say around July, about this time last year, I saw like a, a synopsis that Universal had put out and they had mentioned this Corey character and about some traumatic event that happened a year after the events of last of kills. And then they fast forward four years later and then something about the personification of evil. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, where's Michael playing in all this? You know, um, so I knew about the Corey character. I just didn't know how how all in they were going on him. Which I mean, I, I, I'm making it out like you know, I'm, I'm probably giving off the impression that I'm like anti end, and I'm actually the exact opposite. I just <laughs> I, no, no, I, I'm just I love having man. these conversations with people yep. because I my yep. my my initial reaction when I came out of that theater, I looked at my daughter and her best friend who came as well, and I said man, people are going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> and that was, that, was three, that was three days before it had come out to the public, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was what was in my original letterbox review was people are going to hate this and be pissed off, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. So, And that's part of the reason I'm going to say why I got some of you that I did. I know Ben is kind of like me in that. I, I don't know Ben to shit on movies, even if he doesn't like them. So Ben's going to look at it as most positive as he can for the most part. We'll see how it is on this one. I could be wrong. Going to try his hardest. <laughs> no, I, you're right though. I, I mean, just in general, I will say I don't try. I don't like to shit on things just because I don't like to shit on anything because someone put some effort into it. Like right. it would be different if I didn't think that the people behind this movie like cared. Like it's one thing to not like it. It's one thing to not agree with their decisions, but it's another thing to be like, how could they do this? Whatever. It's like, but they were putting out what they thought was amazing. Right. And it's whether it was up to you to agree with it or not, but they weren't trying to put out crap. They weren't just trying to, to phone it in like that. And so if I thought someone was trying to like, just phone in some crap, then I'd be like, yeah, that was awful. But it, clearly there was something behind it. It just did not necessarily jive with a lot of people. I think, you know, right. so I can always see sort of the, the, the good side of things. But I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I have my thoughts on it too. So I think they overthink it a little, uh, yeah, over, over thought the process because, well, number one, this was laid out as a whole different movie originally because COVID changed everything. Cause this was, right. was supposed to be filmed with, with kills mm -hmm. and that all went away once COVID hit. And there was that three or two or three year gap where they had like a lot of downtime to like rethink right. this. I think, I'm curious as to how much changed in those, mm -hmm. you know, during yeah. the COVID process. Cause I know this was definitely, this was something that was, was not, was pitched to universal originally. 
Yeah, I think it was supposed to take place the same either, night. Either the same night or a year later, I couldn't remember. But it was definitely yeah. closer in time than the three or four year gap that they gave it, which obviously makes sense because of COVID, that type of thing. But you're right. It was, I believe, supposed to take place. I, I think it was the night. same night because, and I think because I'm a, I'm a fan of um, the Thing With Two Heads mm-hmm. podcast and they had a new episode this week and Christopher mm-hmm. Allen Nelson, who does the makeup effects uh, mm-hmm. for all the Halloween films, he's one of the two co-hosts of that show, him and Sean Clark. And he they talked about halloween at the end and he said kills they haven't got he kind of teased it because they're doing this whole thing with that they started this past week with this newest episode where they're going into he explained the original ending um for 2018 and some things that changed and then the next episode they're going to talk about kills and what changed there and to kind of like entice the viewers to, to tune back into that episode he hinted that they he alluded to the, the the flashback sequence supposed to, was supposed to be a whole lot longer in kills originally. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say like half the movie was supposed to be a flashback originally. Wow, I didn't know that. So yeah, I'm definitely interested to check that out and hear those stories then, because yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, whenever the next episode comes out. So, well, see, I'm I'm also curious about that too in terms of what changed, if that's the case, because. It is. I would say ends is definitely a, a very different tone, which I think we can agree with. It's a mm-hmm. very different tone compared to what was set with the first two movies. So it seems like it's a little bit different than the first two in some respect. <laughs> it's hard to describe because you kind of wonder, like, is this really within almost the same universe or is it kind of doing its own thing to some respect? So... Yeah, if it was happening on the same night, I'm kind of curious what would have mm. what would have came out of that, you know. And to that point, and I don't know again, not knowing what how much change like we just talked about what change with ends, but clearly it was on purpose how different it was going to be because of the opening credit uh treat title treatment they used yeah. with it being Halloween right. 3. I mean right. You know, Halloween 1 for 2018, Halloween 2. And so when you see Halloween 3, I don't, I mean, that's not just a clear, oh, look, we're we're doing a little nod to part 3. I think it was a lot more subversive. We're like, we're going to mess some shit up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and we're in for a completely different ride, this one. I mean, that's my take on it. I don't right. think that was accidental. I mean, obviously the title treatment wasn't accidental. I mean, in terms of it's implying a certain like, hey. This is a little triggered to warning as to like, you're right. going to get something different. That is my thought process on it. That's a really good observation though. Cause it's like, for me, I would, I pretty much just kind of saw it's like, Oh, Easter egg, but it does make a lot of sense in that. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to bring something that's going to make people. Yep. Oh. Something completely <laughs> different. Right. Yeah. You took place yeah. in a hospital, right? Uh, you yeah. know that, and again, it wasn't a remake of Part Two, but it right. took place in a hospital, right? It Kills did. that Part yeah. Two is what I'm saying. Um, in ends, if you, actually, I just thought about it now, and I don't again have no idea what David Gordon Green's thought process is. So this is me stabbing in the dark. But if you think about it, this evil transference with the whole, and I don't know what was in the right. mask or whatever, but like him putting on the mask, becoming Michael. I mean, think <laughs> about Halloween three being all about the masks and the kids wearing it. Exactly. Yeah. I was hoping for that, that they were going to bring silver shamrock into the reasoning with the mask. <laughs> did you see <laughs> that, that fan made ending of Halloween ends that someone did? 
No, I have oh, not. No. The very end of Halloween ends, it's them on the porch, and then you the see mask. scenes just... Right. And then you see the mask, and then someone zoomed in on it and had a silver shamrock. Oh. In <laughs> I'm like, that's actually kind of badass. If they had seen... You don't even have to explain anything. All you got to do is end there. And I think I think the tone or the people that hated that movie probably would have liked it probably 10% more because of that. You know, That's a good well, point. That, yeah. that begs the question, do you think this movie will get a reappraisal in 10 or 15 years the way Halloween I, 3 does? I, I do. Time's gonna, I, yeah, do yeah. I think time's going to be kind to it for most people. I think it I needs the, the initial fire has to die down it's gonna be like halloween three mm-hmm. <laughs> i think and the thing, it's it's new so when something is shiny and new people want to clasp on to it pretty tight you know what i'm saying and they're going to pick it apart it's kind of like a new toy you're going to find out oh where's the articulation and every little thing here how can i pose it in some way and you know what what kind of weapons does it have or whatever the case may be and I think that's the same thing with this movie because I mean the other thing is like before this, what the other polarizing movie would have been probably the Rob Zombie movies, right? Probably that's one yeah. of the most Two. polarizing in the franchise. So it's like now taking the fire away from Rob Zombie and is now putting the fire on this one. Those I think seem more favorable these days. And quite frankly, I think people have favored his Halloween two in the in the fourteen, fifteen years it's been released. And I Actually, I mean, and I don't want to digress too much. I hated it in the theaters. That was a movie I hated. But again, I appreciated. <laughs> but here's the thing. When I got it on DVD and watched the director's cut with Rob's commentary, I went, that's a guy that knew exactly what he was doing and did exactly what he wanted to do. And I appreciated it far more the second time. So I actually like it. But I think most people actually don't hate it nearly as much as they did 15 years ago. That's a good point too. And I think there's a lot of reevaluation with it. Oh, yeah. well. like it's quite frankly pulling off too. Yeah. I meet people that actually like Resurrection, which is hilarious to me. So uh, that's <laughs> I want to meet them people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance. I guess Josh, that's your goal next time. Find a resurrection person. I don't, I don't know if I can have that conversation. <laughs> I think I don't know. I guess to kind of bring it back, the uh, um. I think after kills, a, a lot of those people who came away from that movie pissed off went into ends ready to hate, watch, and tear it apart. Yeah, that's true. And they're the yeah, same yeah. people who are right now currently shitting on the Exodus Believer trailer that's online. So they just they have a hatred. They, they're pissed off. They they have a grudge over a movie that came out three, four years ago. Right. When they when whenever kills came out, they're still pissed off about that movie. It's a good point because I think the thing is who are socially because of like with social media and stuff like that, there's, I think more and more people are just, it's easy to like hate, Mm -hmm. if you will. It's easy to be negative rather than it is to really try to enjoy it and positive. So people are going to do the negative first before they really do anything of the positive. And unfortunately the positive doesn't come until much later. So I going back to what we were talking about. Yeah, I agree that I think that over time people will like this one a lot more than probably what they initially thought. Yeah. Yeah. I agree too. And whether you love it or hate, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. There really is. I mean, and again, even for me personally going into it, not knowing a lot of what to expect other than they kept telling us it's so much different because we were trying to do our shirts before the movie came out and, I'm like, we need something to go by. And how? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. 
And we were given some, I mean, it was literally down to the They wire, weren't even showing the mask. Well, that's the thing. So we were trying to be like, what can we do? What's the moments we can pull? And they weren't like giving us a lot, which I'm like, come on. you like, we need to know stuff. <laughs> and we knew enough, but it was like, all right, we'll do this. But they were even like, hey, you can't use that image of Michael. Or if you do, you have to you know, remove some of his fingers because that's actually somebody. I'm like, oh, it's Corey. So anyway. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but I think, I, I don't know. I, I guess I lost my train of thought. But going into it, not knowing what to expect, I I don't know. It, it was interesting and intriguing to me. But I will say, like, I wanted to see, in as a fan, in my back of my mind, in the way the trailers were, it was a showdown between Michael and Lori. And I understand why people felt it was, like you said, a bait and switch, because you were literally for 80 whatever minutes going down this other thing. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. Like, what is going on? Are they going to fight? And then they do for five minutes. And you're like, oh, again, I actually like the movie a lot, but I get why people are like, and, you know, I can pick it I apart it. and then I can also sit here and like praise it. So, right. I, I, I get why people are mad, but I can also defend it. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. And and for the people that just wanted the Michael versus Lori showdown that you get in the last five ten minutes, how do they expect to sustain a movie for the whole length like that? Exactly, exactly. she's in her sixties. Yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> they both well, are actually. You know, how, yeah. How and long he's like we got them two fighting. times bigger than she is too, and so you know, like right, it, we got the showdown not like in the first combat. We can't. Yeah, we can't have a Mortal Kombat match the whole time. We just can't. Well, I, was just, I don't know if someone's done this. I heard rumors, but I always felt like you have three complete movies that tonally are a little bit different. You've got some different people liked and hated all of them. If you were to take all those three movies and put them in a blender or, or put them in like an Avid or, you know, so, you know Logic Pro and start re-editing <laughs> them together. It could be done. I honestly think you could have introduced Corey early on. And we, and then it could have made more sense towards the end, and you could have had your payoff with the Corey and the Lori, right? Rhyme unintentional, and and, because right now we didn't know Corey even existed, and you walk into the movie and it's like, who is this person, and why are we dealing with him, and what are we, you know? I just feel like you, it would have, you know, you would have to rewrite some parts, but I really feel like if you took all three of those movies and re-edited them somehow, it probably would have, you could make more cohesive story. Right. Chad, no, jump in. I know this is what you want. The point exactly. you wanted to make. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the thing is, is like, <clears throat> for me, like, I think the movies would have worked better if they had reversed the order that they had come out in. So, because to me, Lori's psychological journey made sense if it was reversed. Agreed. So, I agree with that part. I do, I do wonder how in the world she's so calm after only four years. Yeah. Exactly. Versus she should have been calm four after years 40 that, years. Yeah. So calm down a lot more in a shorter period of time after a lot more damage went done between 2018 and kills sure. than that's interesting. The one yeah, that's it, it, that's always a weird one for me too because she's all she's all calm and collective, but Michael's still out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's the exact right. opposite, you know. When he was locked yeah, up, she was all like <laughs> in her, like a hermit, you know, shooting mannequins and exactly. shit. Yeah. And now he's like still out there. He's been missing for four years. People have been missing, you know, left and right. They go, we see it in billboards and stuff throughout this last movie. And and she's, <laughs> she's like eating apple pie, saying, celebrating Halloween. Show evil your fucking tits, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was yeah. a little. But, you know, it makes you wonder, again, like the original pitch, was that, you know, even 
even though we heard like what the original pitch was supposed to be like the same night right yeah but what made them make the shift to be like oh well this is this is probably the better evolution this is probably the better story too much extra time you know, other, like, other than other than covid of course being the the external you know confusion of all of it in some respect but again that's a big shift if you think about it too i mean like what made them decide to go from that pitch to be like oh no let's go in a completely different route because even recently danny mcbride's like kind of apologizing or backpedaling from this last movie and like oh, is he? oh wow Joe Blow. yeah he's he's definitely like i don't know i i can't remember if he actually like apologized i don't think he apologized but he like back he definitely said that like he can understand like the hate or the reaction that they, that they got you know right so the, it, it sounded like there was some regret um coming from his end yeah i don't i, I don't know because <laughs> you know the thing is like i also don't think i mean the thing is she also kind of explains as well that and if i remember correctly her daughter was like the big catalyst for moving on losing her daughter so she's lost everything but the only thing she's got is her granddaughter and she doesn't want to take the chance to lose her granddaughter if anything so would that I think that would in some respect make anybody probably change in some respect, whether that be going down a bad road or a good road. But like with that, I mean, do you think that kind of makes sense to some respect? Be like, well, I got to live for my daughter now rather than because she was living away from me and anything. And what I was doing previously was hurting her. It strained us. I lost out on so much time with her and I, now I got to try to do better for my granddaughter to keep that yeah, relationship. It, it, I see where you're coming from. It makes sense to me. I mean, both, yeah, both no. perspectives, it makes sense to me. You, right. Which, you know, but also she waited 40 years and she had not, she'd only seen him the one time, right. When she was yeah. right. There's this anticipation, right. There's this, what if, what if, and you're building toward that by arming yourself and all this stuff. Then that event happens. Yeah. So that anticipated event, actually happened she faced it obviously her daughter got killed but i feel like once you finally in a way hit that sort of climactic event that you were anticipating for 40 years and it's over i don't know that you could go right back to your the same way you did before because exactly yeah you know you lost all of that worry and anticipation you still lost your daughter shit still went down you yeah. gotta make a change in your life, and she was able right. to do and it. Even after and it, and it fucked up the town. It fucked up the town on top of that too. Yeah, I, I can. I don't know. I that doesn't bother me as much, although I understand why it bothers other people. Because when you say it out loud, it's like forty years, and she's this, and four years, she's this. <laughs> right? Like, no, no, but that's yeah, completely understandable. I kind of, I kind of am okay with it. Like right. maybe it didn't have to go so far the other way, but it, it showed you in the grocery store i mean she was still dealing with it yeah. it yeah. wasn't like it was all gone i mean it kept coming up you know there was yeah and triggered. even the townspeople would remind her of it so she exactly. kind of she yeah. sort of became that pariah to some mm-hmm. extent mm-hmm. and i think after her daughter died it gave her a chance to be a mom again to her granddaughter yeah yeah yep. that's what i was gonna I'm, say exactly yeah. everything i just said you can still defend it by that like her yep. sticking around for her daughter or her granddaughter uh, yep. Cause, like I said, I'm I, I like this movie. I'm just bringing yeah, up yeah. the stuff that, that that you know we see. No, that's it, there. It's interesting though, because if you, I mean, with our conversation so far, it's like, oh well, this is 
if you look at this criticism, but then it's like, look at this other aspect. We're, we're finding ways where it's like, look yeah, but sides. even though this is going, yeah, the both, both sides kind of equal up a little bit, I guess, you know, we're finding that, uh, you know, some of the criticism, yeah, has a kernel of truth and makes a lot of sense, but then does it, does it need to be that extreme as well? I guess we're having a <laughs> constructive conversation like adults have. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's you true. do that on the internet. I didn't think you could. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't seem like you can. That is a fact. Not right? these days, oh my man. god. Mm-mm. Well, and then the other thing too is just like this idea of Corey being infected by Michael's evil. To me, like it didn't really accomplish anything in the movie because it just it again like he just ended up dying off michael ended up dying off and it did nothing so to me again i think to me it would make sense to to have done them in reverse this idea of spreading evil this you know idea well, of scare and, and, right and know, i think part of that is because Corey was stuff, so yeah. new and suddenly well, he wasn't even an established character exactly he wasn't established but he, he was so new up. and then suddenly he's trying to take on some big shoes and i was thinking about and, that earlier too myself like i was thinking what if they introduced Corey in 2018 exactly and this was a yeah. slow burn process what would if people thought then but they didn't yeah. have this idea five years ago or, or six years right. ago when they were mm-hmm. cons- consuming the idea of, of the, that movie you know let alone it, it snowballed into the trilogy it became um they didn't have Corey cunningham on their minds back then right this was just an idea that came out of just a lot of time on our hands during a big old pandemic (laughs) (laughs) you've got michael coming back in 2018 and that was going to be the sequel and that's it was only supposed to be that one movie anyway right so you've got it to where this guy comes back and since they're getting rid of halloween 2 and everything after that they weren't brother and sister, so there was no reason for these two to be together. And that's why they had that right. Dr. Sartine character just to try to get some glue there. But even the fact that Lori shot him and he didn't turn around to come get her because he doesn't give a shit. He's nope. just exactly, exactly. not about her. So the point is you start that seed there and then in kills, it becomes ever more clear that he's just out to kill. Mm-hmm. The only thing I kind of didn't like about kills in that aspect was they made some sort of reason for him to go to his house and i'm like well that's weird that wasn't in the first time. <laughs> but, and then but but it was this killing machine that, that she has service. to stop that, that has no right. they're not like related so it's like she needs to stop him regardless and then it broadens out to evil is all around us and it just happened to be exactly. within michael evil and then it can be right <laughs> well it's like it's almost like taking this focal point and moving outward right and it's everywhere mm-hmm. and it can be in everybody and, and that whole thing and that's how yeah that's a good observation there too because that's how it's kind of like a little virus i guess you could say like you got her obsession is like patient zero if you will but then her obsession takes over the town which goes into part two and then that just spreads even further and then now it goes into part three where it's like well it turns into a happening. They're confess- all killing themselves. Evil, yeah, evil confessed her anywhere, you know, and it and Michael Myers them. can be anybody. I think that's the exactly. Idea. Yeah. We, it's the shape. It's not. It, we've personified him as Michael Myers because he's the person, the boy that was Michael Myers. That's literally his name. But Michael Myers is the shape, and the shape can be anybody. Yes. So yeah. literally, but we've attached it to this one person with this one mask. But what they're trying to, I think, say is that it can be anybody and anything, and we're all, and right. fans are. Amen. with that 
No, but that's Michael Myers. We want Michael Myers like Corey yeah. Cunningham, even right. though it, in theory, it should be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But then it's, it's people just, in some respect, putting him on Michael, rather, that pedestal of the same thing of like Jason, where it's like, well, Jason can live forever kind of deal. And it's like, but Michael is, he's ultimately human, even though he's been, <laughs> he's been through everything, yeah. you know, in the movie. But each, each, uh, this franchise doesn't have a continued one storyline. Choose your own adventure. Dang, yeah. So anyone can choose their own path, really. So, <laughs> but um, well, don't forget, think- Jason goes to hell. It was multiple Jasons, and people hated that because exactly. it wasn't. Yeah, it was the idea of Jason was this like snake thing, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> not not, not to throw out a cheap plug, but I'm actually talking to the director of that movie, Adam Marcus, in a couple weeks on my oh, podcast. Awesome. Nice. The 30th right. anniversary is coming up, and I've I've been talking oh, to him. Yeah. Here, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, 30. It comes. It, it turns 30 next. So did I. It's my first Jason movie in the theater. Um, I'm so Chad. Hey, with Chad. Yep. I was part seven right behind you. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say, it. man, that poster. I was like, I love you for it because that's my favorite one. You, that can, is my you favorite. can't see because there's a glare. It's actually signed by Laura Park Lincoln. Yeah, I can see. It's great. So it's, it's my, it's my favorite show. sequel. Mine too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, New Blood Rules. <sighs> Hashtag my top New Blood five. Rules. It is a good one. Let's talk a little more about Corey a little bit <laughs> and his story. And like you say, they don't establish him. Do they do enough that he could turn evil because of this incident? And let's talk about the fact that it was obviously purposeful intent that they made him a babysitter in this situation. Going yeah. back to Lori being a babysitter. And it was Correct. on Halloween night. Well, yeah, of course yeah. it's going to be on Halloween night. Yeah. It'd be but, weird to put Halloween in this like in July. Yeah. <laughs> like we're doing it now. <laughs> Well, you know, never know because I mean, you can use a babysitter almost any time of the day. You know, That's whatever. true. If it would have been called the babysitter murders, yeah. I mean, they, stuck uh, with that. who knows? Maybe they could have yeah. done an Easter egg and be like, "Oh, babysitter on uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day." You know, <laughs> hashtag to Shamroy. <laughs> but when they changed the name, they set themselves in stone for Halloween. So, babysitter murders is no more. But. I mean, Corey, uh, yeah, that's a good question. With Corey, I mean, is was it too late or did they fit him in in the right time? I would say Chad would say too late. <laughs> but no, I mean, even though it was, it felt a little rushed. Um, that's only because it's it's a single movie. I mean, it's close to two hours mm-hmm. long. It's not like it's a yeah. short, you know, film. Like it's not H two O length. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I felt because I thought about that uh, watching it today. I watched it earlier before this, and I, th- I thought they gave him a, an approach. I mean, he's in the movie like a lot. He's in the film like right. so damn much. You could He could have received top billing along with Jimmy Lee it's, Curtis. Yeah, it's concentrated the first hour and a half almost. It's like. And I had never course. seen the guy before. This is my first time. Apparently, he's on this show uh, on Netflix or something. Um, uh, Peaky Bind. No, not, is it not? Not Peaky Binders. He's on something. He's on whatever. Yeah, got the actor yeah, plays him, but I'd never seen him before. Um, but he's like, he's like the main character of this movie because he's in so much of it because they spend a pretty a fair amount of time on him in building that made character. Two movies out of this. If you think about it, it could have been yeah. ends part one, yeah. part two. Started Corey, did the thing, and then tried something in ends part two. You know, whatever, but. You could have had the you could have had the the evil trans 
transfer back into Michael for like the end or something. People transfer. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> oh, that'd be a weird sequel once it's called Ends, but yeah. Well, Ends Part 1, Ends Part 2. But what there about, <laughs> since we're talking about Koi, what about all the comparisons that people have to Archie Cunningham from Christine? Oh, interesting. I mean, that, that, those are legitimate, I think. I mean, he turned. There's a lot of comparisons. I mean, there's even between Carpenter's score and uh, there's all there, there's some scenes. The one that stands out to me the most is when he lures the four band geeks into the junkyard at the end. And yeah. he's just sitting there waiting in the truck. And then all of a sudden the headlights come on. That reminds Ooh. me of Christine. That's definitely a Christine yeah. shot oh, right there. An homage. Yeah, That's um, a good point. And like and the way it goes with the synth score that Carpenter did, and the the, the character, the way he transitions like from like a, a nobody to yeah. what he becomes basically at the end, like he's evil, but to the girl, like he's like the exact opposite of this dork, you know that he that he came from. He's something else. Right. So yeah. my my comparison was a little different, just because when you introduce him and you find out that he's also their landscaper guy. He mows their lawn and the look of him with the curly hair and the glasses. I immediately thought of young Patrick Dempsey from can't buy me love. So uh, that was just me. And he was the guy mowing their lawn, which is what he did in can't buy me love. So to make money, <laughs> but I wouldn't put a lot of this past those guys for just throwing those things in there for their own self, you know, just for the hell of it. Like, I, I could only see them having that conversation like, oh, let's make a mow lawns too because it's just like Patrick Dempsey. You know what I mean? Like, right. I get to see that. Thing. And it doesn't matter if, if it you know, doesn't have to make, you know, complete sense yeah. or whatever, you know. Because I also looked at Lori as Carrie Bradshaw the way she's constantly writing like she's filling out a column or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got that. I don't know. And I, I do get like them that. vibes throughout this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me look at this a whole different way. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, you're welcome. Sequel we never got, right? Exactly. And just like oh. that, I finally said goodbye to the man in the white mask. <laughs> Mr. Big. Yeah. I said goodbye to my Mr. Big. Oh my god! And Peloton oh, yeah. or whatever it is, Peloton, mm-hmm. Peloton, yeah. and said goodbye to Peloton. That's right. So. I remember the first time watching this, like. This is going back to our first time experiences and and sitting in that screening, that cold opening with Corey and the babysitting and it being one year later and knowing Michael's out there like, oh, we can go around Robin and talk about the, how, how we felt. But me personally, like I remember watching that in the theaters last October, like actually being on edge kind of like really right. definitely feeling uneasy, especially when Jeremy all of a sudden disappeared. And it's like the, the knife is gone from the, the loaf of bread all of a sudden. And it's like, he's screaming and he goes up there and he's in the attic. And then I just remember just kind of like not having like a panic attack, but like, I just remember feeling really uneasy watching it in the theater. Cause I didn't right. know what to expect. I didn't know if they were going to bring Michael back or if they were going to do something completely different. I wasn't expecting what we got. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm curious, especially with you guys being in the theater. What was the reaction like to that scene when Jer- Jeremy meets his fate? Uh, oh, I, I thought it was brutal. Yeah, 
the, the 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 audience I was in was cool. Like they were really, you know, respectful, and they, there was a lot of audience participation. Nice. But they weren't like heckling or nothing like that. Like no booing, you know. There, it was like going. It was like seeing one of the two last Avengers films in a packed audience. You know, it was a good time. Right. So that's awesome. That's good. That's awesome. oh yeah. <laughs> there were audible gasps from what yeah. I remember. Probably there was a lot of audible gasp when he fell and they, they showed the impact and everything. And I remember that being a big, holy shit moment. Yeah. So that's how I was. I was like, Me oh. too. Yeah. so, and then of course they, they pan up to court and you see Corey from below. Do you think they do enough to show that the evil is there in this shot? Cause I mean, they're trying to convey it at least somewhat. I don't think it is. You know. I don't know. You don't think so? No, I never got that feeling. I don't get that at all. Okay. No, I, I mean, just, I just like, see it as a setup to what eventually yeah. what happens after the credits. You know, I, you I do love great. that hard cut to the credits though. That's it's yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> it really yeah. turn evil until he got to Michael. I mean, yeah. You it's know, not until like he, he saw. It's not until they made eye contact in the sewer. Sure, that's when he officially turns it. I yeah. you that. I mean, I know he had you know his his anger issues, but yeah. I don't think it was like evil. Like it was coming out of him at that point. I think it was that transference of whatever. A lot of things dogpound on top well, of one another. You know. Yeah. The other thing too is like I sort of took with this movie in some respect that evil can be birthed in many ways and you have essentially one that's kind of i mean honestly michael's dying he's old he's phasing out he's reaching that end and obviously he's weaker in this movie mm-hmm. um but just basically saying that even though one goes away it doesn't mean that another one isn't around the corner so and it can be made in many ways in different ways it doesn't have to be you don't have to be. It, you don't have to be like you know, eight years old or something, and murder your sister to do it. Right, right. And be true. psychotic. You can, you know, with him, it, it took a lot of exterior forces to get him to that point. And I think he saw Michael as someone to who was also a pariah, if you will, and who was now a pillar of strength. And that gave him the strength to be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be run over anymore by people. You know, people are going to respect me and I'm going to do it on my own terms and, you know, fuck people now. (laughs) It's like one of the last lines of the movie. It's evil doesn't die, changes shape. I I think that line goes a long way. Thank you. It's, it's, I think it's actually a brilliant line. And I think it shapes well, like, um, the shape too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, well, it, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Full double entendre, if you will. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, it, and shit like that. I, I just, I love, and he, it, 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 it really, you know, kind of puts a bell on everything you just said about, but you know, all that. So. Absolutely. That was perfect. Uh, the other thing too, is like um, also what Ben had mentioned earlier was just that. And the other thing I think some, some people, are not used to is the fact that these movies are a set of movies where Lori and Michael are not brother and sister. They do not have a tie to one another. And when in the first movie, Michael didn't give a shit about her, but she was obsessed with him. Right. That's a big difference. And because she was obsessed with him, it made the story of PTSD. Yeah. It just, it made everything worse. And she also, 
didn't have to be really that obsessed for no reason as well anymore. I mean, honestly, for all those years, because Michael wasn't thinking about her. Yeah, That's a good point because she probably, I mean, I think she thought he wanted to come out and kill her. Mm-hmm. She did. When he got yeah. out. And she was an alcoholic and everything. She was out there waiting for him to come out and drinking those little miniatures. But you're right. Like when he realized that he didn't really give a shit about her, he was just a killing machine. It probably allowed her to, in a sense, move yeah. on from yeah. that a lot and easier. The funny thing is, I kind of compared this to, and this is going to sound a little funny, but kind of like King Kong versus Godzilla. They needed King Kong to go battle Godzilla, so they flew him on balloons to go face (laughs) Godzilla. In this case, you have a crazy doctor who drove Michael Myers, sedated, just like Kong was sedated, in order to go battle Michael Myers, or uh, to go battle Warrior. The only reason they had that god-awful twist in that 2018 movie. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that took me out of that movie, it was Dr. Sartain picking up Michael with one arm and putting him in the back of that car. I'm like, that guy was twice as much you do like there's no way in hell that could even possibly happen but, yeah. but the funny thing is and i i don't want to d- derail the conversation but thinking of dr Chartain, why didn't evil transfer to him you know like i mean maybe True. i guess it, it's it wasn't the right time or whatever but it's you know i know they weren't thinking of it back then. well real quick while it's on my mind since we're talking about that scene i don't know if they retconned something but i seem to remember in 2018 when Sartain loads michael up next to allison and takes off I seem to remember him running over for a Hawkins head because they show his head on the ground and then he takes off and I swear to God, you hear a squishing sound. And then of course, I at the beginning so. of kills, they retcon that because dumbass finds him was- on the side of the road. <laughs> Or anything, oh, yeah, or- you know, that's a good point. Now, he definitely runs over something. I thought he but, ran yeah, over I'm his sure. head. I yeah. think when I watched it in the theaters, that's what I thought too, mm-hmm. but. Cause I was like, oh, he might, he might survive being stabbed in the neck, and then I heard a squish sound. I remember, I remember going, nope, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and then he's back. And then he kills okay. you, like, yep. You know what? LL Cool J survived H two O, and he clearly got he got shot in the head. Stuff. Oh, but it just crazed me, baby. That's right. LL, <laughs> he, he he didn't survive the TV version. You never see him come back. They never bring him back in the TV car. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, wow. That's See, I didn't know that. That's a pretty big change. I, I don't know if it was a change or just they forgot to put it back in because it was TV and they weren't worried about it. I don't know if it was an intentional I would change. believe the later what you just said. I believe <laughs> TV, they probably were trying yeah. to cut runtime and they just exactly. cut it. Exactly. That. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And that movie's short enough. I mean, just add commercials to it and call it a day. <laughs> That's, that's true. You don't have to cut anything. Literally, the film right. cuts itself. I think it's like seventy-five minutes without credits. Wow. Yeah. Nice I, never realized, I never really realized how short that movie it's is. It's very now. short. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I'm not shitting on it. It's Same. just very yeah. short. I just never even realized. Call on a spade is big. You know, he's got a good point. Like <laughs> it, it does go by pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Once he gets to that school, it's like okay, it's, yeah, it's on a CGI so- mask. How how do you guys feel about how Michael is when we meet him in the sewer? Like you were talking about him being weak. It almost like it reminded me almost like in the later when like they forget about Freddy and he starts to lose his power because they're not dreaming about him anymore. Right. He's losing his power. He's weaker. Well, well, they did say there was a four year difference between them. So maybe he really was not like no one was like Tinkerbell. No one was clapper for him. Right. So they'd be like, oh, I believe. I believe. So, so. I mean, the film kind of alludes to the, him still doing some things in right. the time frame because you see, like I said before, the missing posters, yeah. and I yep. think that's kind of like there. He, 
literally became the troll under the bridge. Yeah, exactly. And he has his little gatekeeper there and everything. And <laughs> my Can't question pass the bridge until you pay the toll. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when my thing is, hang on, I can't. Wait. <laughs> way to go chris <laughs> oh no sorry i'm on fire tonight <laughs> oh yes yes oh my god i had to Randy devito as the troll yes yeah, i had to get up my little Which funk my boys troll. <laughs> Total troll funko pop love it anyway but no that scene when we see michael again um mm-hmm. I'm talking. I'm referring to the scene when when um, uh, Mulaney gets led down there. Okay. What does he see? He sees when he shines his flashlight on the wall. Mm-hmm. It looks like he sees a face or something in the concrete because he reacts to it. He's like, "What the hell is that?" And then he looks over and he sees Corey. He ain't looking at Michael. Mm-hmm. Did, did there are faces him? in the wall, though. There are. These no. Did you ever see that? There are multiple Michael Myers faces in the wall. Because it, it looks like a face. That's what I was saying. Like, is that a? Face? I don't know. It could be that something that I, I literally have no idea if they like cut or just whatever. It's the one like, question about the film doesn't add. It's the one thing about the film to me doesn't add up. The multiple faces in the wall. So it could be something where he was reacting to that, but it just doesn't translate, or they didn't. Well, you see a face or what looks like a face. Like I always viewed it as he's like seeing a face like in the wall itself. And it's like, what is it? Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. But then that also, if that was the case, then, uh, you know, another interpretation you could take from it is that suddenly now this was the temple of Michael, the temple of evil. And so by entering it, you either die or you either become evil. And so, Maybe for I don't like that. Maybe for someone like Corey being so damaged, right? Temple of Doom, like if you will. Temple of like yeah. the Myers Temple. The Myers Temple, and like, he, I, uh, I, I don't he, know. He got saved by Michael My, Myers I'd, Mosque. I'd, maybe I'd rather have Thorn back. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna laugh. Oh man. Because the homeless guy outside was supposed to be... That was supposed to be the uh, Nick Castle cameo originally. Oh, yeah. Oh. I remember hearing about that, actually. But they changed it. I can't remember what the reason was. There's a reason. I forgot what it was. The David Gordon Green was the one who uh, changed it at the last minute. Because that's why... Uh, originally, that's what he was... like. A, he, apparently, he came on to play that role. And then when he nixed it, that's when they had the... The, the, the throwaway guy, the flat, the streaker, the flasher, flasher, yeah, streaker, flasher. whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's well, cool that they brought it back the, for it, even though yeah. he wasn't actually as Michael in this one. Right, right. right. And he got to use the line that PJ Souls used in the first yeah. one. You see yeah. anything you like? Yeah. So. <laughs> and then his his role as Mike because totally. in the first two uh, movies he had a cameo behind the mask. Right. In the first one, it's when she shoots him in the man uh, from up from downstairs or in the, yes. the window. That's that's uh, Nick Castle, and then in kills it's his, his scenes actually in the extended version. They got cut in the theatrical. It's it's when the Mike when he's in the bathroom with that couple, the interracial couple, that are flying the drone. There's oh, yeah, you yeah. see oh, yeah. footage from the drone in the extended version that's on the Blu-ray or 4K disc. 
and okay. when it goes in you see a point of view from the actual drone itself and when it's in, when you see that oh, that I version of michael that that's nick castle in the bathroom oh, okay. actually that's pretty clever that's that's cool yeah. so they should have kept that but to my knowledge <laughs> he didn't he didn't film a uh, cameo with the mask in the third one though yeah, I, I mean, it's like, uh, where do you so do I mean, it? He's only in the film for so many times. You don't even sure. see him for 40 minutes. Actually, he, he did cameo as Corey. <laughs> 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 that. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, like with, with Corey, then in that case, I mean, and then Michael, like, do we feel like Michael, I guess, I mean, I felt like he was weaker, you know, in terms of his strength. Yeah, exactly. he is. That's the idea that he's he's older because he's human. They and, they say it a lot in this movie yeah. too. Like you're just human. You're just a man in a, in a Halloween mask. Really, and he, he got beat the crap out of and, and yeah. Corey. Anyway, so like Corey so single handedly kind of... beat him down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, was mad. Like I get it. Again, it's one of those things you can defend, it and another thing you can kind of criticize. It's like in kills, he like literally kills half the town, and in this one. Like he gets his ass handed to him by this this twerp, you know, you know the way they make Corey to be. Right. But like, I get it. He's I can defend I, that though. At least I can defend it a little bit yeah. too. But the part is yeah. like, but you know, the other thing is, I feel like in kills, Michael got beat the crap out of as well. Pretty good. Like he cool. got yeah, he got a lot of injury from that. So there's, I will give credit in that. Yeah, what feels realistic is that. Yeah, he is at a little bit of a disadvantage now because he actually got damaged. Whereas in like previous movies, it's kind of, oh, well, he got burned, but he hasn't suffered anything from those burns. It's like not even a nerve damage, you know? But he spent 40 years in a prison where he didn't get to kill anybody. And that's true, too. Why isn't he weak as hell coming out of that? <laughs> yeah. He should have well, died he in the must, He must have been pumping iron in there. I say he's just working out all day. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he must, yeah. he must have been doing something to keep up with the strength in, in prison. It's, I guess. It's, or they've been feeding him good. It's <laughs> not that I can't defend it either, and it's not that I don't accept it. It's just sometimes it's a little bit hard to be like, oh, all right, what? How do you justify the forty years in incarceration and you coming out and starting to kill and being great all night until you kill almost because it's on one night, right? right. Halloween yeah. eighteen and kills. Yeah, he got the crap kicked out of him and Danny kills but he killed a lot of people and was quite strong in those two yeah. movies yeah. and now it's four years later and he's like no i can't you know because he hasn't killed <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like little stragglers here and there they don't count you know. he didn't kill for 40 years like what how do you uh, it's hard to explain that i know yeah, i know it, it is because on the one hand you're saying you got to remember he's just human but then you're saying well he hasn't killed so he's weaker he needs to kill to be stronger so those you could Gotta yeah. pick one of the side. That, that's too good. Yeah, it's hard to reconcile certain things. And again, I'm not trying to like. I, I can believe it too. I'm fine with it. I don't. Yeah, care. Exactly. It's just. It's just a little bit when you're like, yeah, it doesn't kind of make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Ed, you mentioned it. Like they didn't have all of these movies planned out. Like yeah. I think David Gordon Green had a, a basic idea of what would happen if they did a sequel and like it did a trilogy, but they had to like actually write the movie after 2018 did so well. So yeah. they had to do something. They actually now had to make a story. And then again, they had an idea for ends and then that got screwed up with COVID. So then they had to go write something. So I, it, it would be nice if they had had like three movies they wrote that could have ended with 2018, but they had a two and a three that they would have. Okay. If right. he's got green, he could go into it. Right. 
I mean, two and three got greenlit together. Yes. I mean, we, yeah. so it, it's like two weeks it, after it, 18 it, came out, they finally greenlit it. So I don't know. It, it's, that's the only thing I think would have benefited from if they had gone into it. Like, all right, we got three movies, but if we can only make this one, it'll be fine. And right. if it does well, we've got these two like done already yeah. in terms of story, you know, arc, complete I, arc. Like I said, I'm pretty like, sure that when they pitched the when when they talked after 2018 came out and made ridiculous money that it did, um, and Universal came to Gordon Green and McBride and were like, well, "Let's hear your pitch for these for for whatever," and they probably pitched it as two films. They probably said they probably pitched Kills I'd Imagine as a flashback film, honestly, or or at least the majority of it, and then Kills just being or ends being. Like in the title, the end, you know, on the same <laughs> night. And I think they had the idea of making kills kind of spread out, but with this flashback in the middle, and then pandemic happens, and I don't know, something that, that changed it some way, somehow. Right. I, I do know when I was on set for kills, I was talking to my friend Ryan, who's one of the producers. And Ryan Turek. Turek. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys know him. So we were hanging out talking about the what he's like, do you want to know everything that happens in Kills? Because I hadn't read the script. I'm like, yeah, tell me everything. And so he told me the whole story. And then I said, well, what about ends? And he goes, that's going to be, he goes, we really don't know what that's going to be yet, but it's going to be more of a David Gordon Green type of film. Like it's going to mm-hmm. go and be different. And that's what this he is. Didn't really know. It, well, it is. Yeah. But he said it's going to be much more of a David Gordon Green thing as opposed to like, him you know not that the first two weren't but like he's going in his own that he's kind of taking it from here and going his own direction and again i don't even know if i i don't know how much of that was even talked about it seemed like it was so much in its infancy stages of like they still haven't written a script like they're still kind of putting together and this was october 2019 so you know five months later boom we're locked down you know so I don't know. I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to know how much was even conceived at that point as a yeah. story, you know? Cause it just sounds like to me, Corey was something that came out maybe the last minute or something, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to say last minute, but it, it just sounded like his, his character, his story was something that wasn't planned at least for Halloween kills. At least to me, it didn't sound like that. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get the feeling that it was, but then again, I don't know. I mean, it sounded like there wasn't, there was just a basic idea of, of what ends would be, but not any real way, how any path of how to get there. It was just sort of like, well, it's going to be broadly about how evil is this as opposed to have somebody to put on the mask. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I, I, maybe that was part of that conversation. I just know that when it was presented to me or told me, it was like, just had this basic idea. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, I would have never have expected it to be the way it was until we got closer. I'm like, oh, they're really changing it up. But again, you know, yeah, because I mean, you could see he was that at least with the director, he was going for some like he was trying to obviously say I think a lot of different things here. And like I said, and I think one of the big ones just that sh- the shape literally can change. It can be, it doesn't have to be just Michael Myers. It can be anybody else or anything but it's else. hard when you paint yourself in a corner when you have a laurie strode especially when it's jamie lee curtis and you have this like force that that has to be in you you couldn't take that movie and in that story and propel it past laurie without giving her just due like yeah it'd be different if it had ends end with laurie and then they started the next one with Corey cunningham and moved on 
without Lori there. As long as Lori's going to be in this picture, the whole movie, ha- she's got a gravitational pull to her. And that storyline has to be reconciled. And until they do that, the introduction of all these other things, it it's going to feel weird and out of place. It, yeah. And I think that's what it did for a lot of people who hated on it is because they're just not. It was just something really different in terms of, I think, the story, the messaging and what it was trying to accomplish, because it's not like any of the other Halloween movies and how I think there was a lot more of an emotional entanglement, uh, a lot more drama, if you will, in this movie. So what Mm -hmm. people will probably say is elevated horror. So there's a little bit of like that, taking that into account and then but still trying to keep a little bit of the spirit of what was you know halloween before so i don't know maybe it was tough for some people to find a balance with it (laughs) so for some people either you're going to be strictly blood guts and gore slasher or you're going to be someone who likes to think a little bit with your horror movies and for some people they just don't want to do that they just want to be one maybe one way not really I think in general you have a lot of great ingredients i think every ingredient itself is pretty awesome like i think the Corey idea is awesome i think having obviously jamie Lee back is glory and all that i think all the ingredients are there i think the way it was all put together could have been maybe a little bit different you know like yeah. to make it more of a cohesive thing but again i can defend all three movies all day but yeah. i do think in general if you would have just tweaked it a little bit here and there mm-hmm. i think it's like people would have been way more accepting of all of what you're presenting because it was, it was presented to you in a different way, you know, was, yeah. easier way. That's just, I don't know. Cause I don't think any parts of those movies are horrible. I think the acting's great. The writing's good. I mean, yeah, there's certain things that I'm like, Oh, that was a little cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> you know, like a horror movie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, 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 I mean, peanut butter on my penis was a little I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I laughed, but I'm like, all right, that was just dumb. I was just, I don't know. I, all I know just, is, at least with Lori Strode, I, I just, I was like, well, all I know is her character just better not be killed off in the end. I don't want to, I didn't want to see that person. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's been tried, it's been done, and people hated that when that happened in Resurrection. Well, so, you know what I'm saying? So, I will say this, sitting in that theater, when he, his hand suddenly came out from the knife and grabbed her by the throat, and we suddenly had that flashback to the original movie and the music, I thought he was taking her with him. I really did. I thought he was going to snap her neck or something, and then all of a sudden, Allison comes in, breaking arms and screaming her hair out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm with you. I thought it was going to end with both of them going. That yeah. is what, how I thought. Yeah, and Allison would be the final girl, and then you would think, oh, Allison will take the place of Lori and the whatever, you know. Or better yet, right after off. they had that, you know, impromptu parade in the junkyard at the end, and they, right before she pushes him in, all of a sudden he drops <laughs> up and p- picks her up and throws her in the grinder all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That grinder scene <laughs> I thought was perfect because it really did, like – show you as a fan at least to me in a, yeah it yeah. was absolute closure like yeah. looking at his body being completely right. ripped up you yeah. cannot justify what you've put in this these three movies as the like how you've sculpted the universe and how things work whatever and then come back in another film and go right. 
Oh, by the way, he uh, <laughs> and, and they, and they uh, did he struck his his his, uh, his grave, and it brought him back together. David Gordon <laughs> Green did exactly what we all said as kids. How would you kill Jason or Freddie or Michael Myers? <laughs> I would throw him in a shredder or or whatever. Like, he did exactly yeah. what we all said that we would do as kids. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, and, and they did it without the mask on because H two O definitively killed him if he is a human. But because the mask was on, you don't know that it's actually not That's him true. under there. That's a good point. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Point. And it humanized him. They humanized him as the person Michael Myers at the end of this film. Like right. it yeah. made him seem much more fallible and, and could be killed. Right. Regardless of the, you know, evil stuff or whatever. But my, my only problem with the meat grinder, and it's not the scene itself, it's the fact not that they make it a grinder. point to show that well, not meat grinder, the car <laughs> part that yeah. Um, it was- it was a mic grinder. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. We're talking about Halloween ends, not intruder. <laughs> but it's just the fact that they kept showing it multiple times whenever they were in the junkyard. Obviously. They showed it. You knew it was going to come back. Yeah, I know they, they were leading to it, and I was like, oh, she just wouldn't push it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, while you're all there, there's five bodies scattered around cops, so <laughs> you might want to take care of those. I mean, and, and I mean... I guess it, if anything, it was uh, maybe apt for it because I mean, in a way, it was a very dark funeral, right? Uh, f- for not just him, but I think also for Lori to finally grieve in some respect as well to be able to say that her whatever struggle she went through forty years ago. And her obsession and losing her daughter, losing her friends, you know, she was finally able to just let it go and say she had her final procession. She had her. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, it was and ultimately for her character. It was just it was a good emotional release. Do you think she put that on next door? Was that like a thing where she's like, hey, we're having a we're having a parade. Uh, I was I was going to bring it up. I was like. Like, I know this. Ta- I know this town needs door. this relief, but do we really think they're all getting up in the middle of the night to go do this? Like group chat with like multiple <laughs> residents in the area. Like, how is that? Tra- how is that getting the word again? I was just thinking about that traffic we have in throughout town and Twitter. I mean, that was a coordinated effort in a short period of time. Like, yeah. I-, I actually applaud that. You know, I'm like, cool. You know, but you know, I'm not uh, not really surprised either. I mean, look at. <laughs> you look at what happened in kills and how crazy that went yeah. uh, with the, the town people as well. So I'm not surprised that the town people in this one would be like, Oh, the wicked witch is finally dead. Let's get together and put her in the meat grinder. You well, know, I so, think, yeah. like um, it, it reminds me of it, especially it be the, the, the first incarnation of it. And Tommy Lee Wallace's incarnation in 1990, where the town of Derry is a character as well. And I mean, that's like that. I know in a lot of Stephen King books and obviously in it, the book and, and all the incarnations, but like Haddonfield as a character. And I think we saw that more in this movie. We saw it a little bit in kills, but we saw it a lot more in this movie. Right. And it's, it's this sort of, I don't know if it's a metaphor, but it's sort of like, I can totally understand. It's almost like everything has been lifted. People are coming out. It's like a storm just passed yeah. and now everyone's coming out to look outside and see the sun for the first time. Well, and that's, I'm glad you said that because actually that's a good point. Cause if you look at even all the other movies, uh, no one wanted to come out of their doors, like even to help somebody who was banging at their door, right? They mm-hmm. wouldn't even open the door. They just the one, shut yeah. off the light. So 
this set of movies, I really feel like it really got, you really see how it's affecting the town as well, because you can't imagine that when you have all those murders, no matter what timeline (laughs) that it somehow has affected all those people in some way. And, um, so I guess in a way, this is also like Haddonfield having their funeral for with him yep. as well and being able to finally say he's gone, you know, and we can finally mourn ourselves. Yeah, so, town's moving on for sure. Yep. Yeah. What's everyone's favorite death scene in the film? Ooh, good question. Because when Corey starts going off and he goes ham on some of them people. Yes. I was going to say, like, I, it gets I like some of the shit that he yeah, set like up with the, the bullies. There was some of the stuff that he set up there. The whole junkyard like, oh, scene, the radio station guy, Willie. Yeah. Yeah. I like. He did it like Michael. He also played, a, you know, Michael was also kind of played with his prey a little bit on some yeah. respect. Yeah. And, Corey, yeah. and Corey kind of did a little bit of that too. Like the doctor and his like, hot little yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Like I liked when, um, was it, I'm trying to remember now, was it Corey coming out? Basically, you could see Michael in the background. Was it Mike? It was Michael killing them at that point, right? Corey, Corey, yeah. Corey was killing Corey the doctor. Was she too, came by the yeah. shower and I, saw Corey killing the doctor, yeah. and then That's ran right. inside screaming, and Michael appeared. On the background, him like hacking him up. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he's going to town. That it's got a little corkscrew screw yeah. in his neck. That, I love that. It really they they kind of did a good job of making it really in the background, like not something like you could easily miss Before it. And when you catch, one, you're yeah. like, oh my god, like. That's pretty graphic, and that yeah. is that could have been missed by first time viewer or even second time viewer. And you see it, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, I think that <laughs> mask that Corey wears, that Scarecrow mask, is effective. I really love that mask. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It was with that's the Scarecrow mask. That I really right. hope Trick or Treat puts that out this year because I want to get that. Uh, it's in their catalog. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, I, have, I haven't looked. So shit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think oh, I think man. it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I also like what uh, one of the kills he did. It was like the girl who was with the group, but she was the one that was reluctant. And so, like, you remember she got hit with the the fence, fence and then he squashes her head. And then he goes, yeah, I was like, damn. She's like, you're dead too, (laughs) to the one guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then then right before he smashes her head, she goes, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Darcy's kill in the in the DJ, which was cut, you know. For yeah, like, Darcy's kill. Like yeah, um, about a year ago, she was on the Halloweenies podcast, and she talked about how she had this whole elaborate rig and everything. They filmed this really gruesome death scene and everything, and then it got cut. It's not, it's not even on the DVD. It's just, it's, it's nowhere to be found. I thought you could see that. I love, I mean, to be fair, that whole scene though, I love the tongue on the Yeah, that seems uh, great already. But like <laughs> it just sucks to just see her in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because like she was talking about like you actually saw like what happens. You know, he he does a number right. on her. But it well it's like Corey's cut. mom. That that kills on the DVD, right? That kill is. That that alternate kill is on there, yeah. We had gotten images of that and I was like, Who's death? Who the is hell this is this woman? woman? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? You see feathers everywhere and there were like feathers. That's right, feathers. Mask, and I was like, What the hell am I looking at? What the hell? Did he kill a duck? Like, what is going on? It, it was a uh, poultry geist also coming into this movie. <laughs> oh god. That's great. That actually was a cool scene. It's it's unfortunate that was cut because I remember seeing when it came out on Blu-ray or whatever, and I was like, damn, that was that was pretty well done. 
Yeah, it was. That, that is a good scene. All right, so it's yeah, called ends. Do we really think it's the end? For this, yes. I, I mean, for like... for is that, I mean, that's what we're taking it as, right? This is Jamie Lee Curtis's end, but do yeah. we think oh, yeah. we'll see Michael get oh, reincarnated sure here? Will. But Absolutely. not in this story. I think not in this storyline. No, you know, no like no, it'll not, be a different. This timeline. is closed. We're done with this. The saga. Here's here's my thought though. This Michael, like we can look at all the different Michaels from part one to part two, which I kind of went together, even though it's same as two different people. But like, there's a part four look, right? There's the part five look. There's part six. This look, James Duke Courtney. Is oh, by the way, I don't know if you can see it. It's it's there. Oh, the mess. There you go. There it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, that's so I feel like this has been the most iconic look of Michael Myers in 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 fandom, if you will. Right. next to the original right like Agreed. you don't see a lot of people walking around trying to look like part five or six now i know there are some <laughs> in the past up to three dozen, but what i'm saying is on a mass scale You're right, right. Yeah. you have this look so my point from a sort of marketing standpoint why would they want to kill that look they'd have to start from scratch right. and they got some so i don't know if it'll be the same I can see it being in the same universe, just not being in the same story. Like Lori's gone, Allison's gone. Forget any of Hawkins, all the people that we've ever seen or heard about right. in these movies, but continue that character of the shape, not Michael Myers, and carry that oh, on. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. But I know that could f everything up too. I'm not. I'm, I mean, who knows what they're gonna do? I'm sure they're gonna have to bring back Michael Myers to a degree. But like, how do you start over? Because you just. Yeah. You killed off something that really was popular. <laughs> regardless of who thinks of what are the films, that look, that yeah. mask, yeah. is what people wear on Halloween. It's that or something closer to the original. So how yeah. do you kill when that? you killed like off taking- that version of that character, there's still different. I mean, they could do a third Rob Zombie version of. of they could carry that one on. They could carry on. The Jamie Lloyd saga. I mean, they could. Still, well, I mean, I, and I know just, Daniel Harris will be chopping at the bit to reprise that role once again. So, yeah, a direct sequel to Part Four. Like, get yeah. rid of Part Five and the Man in Black and Part yeah. Six and the Thorn and all that crap. You can do like, it. Like, do a direct sequel to what? Because at the end of Part yeah. Four was. Le- I mean, I saw that. Ellie Cornell was still around. And I was like, "What are they gonna do now?" Like. Right. She's no, going to start killing people. Yeah. You know? Okay, and part four was pretty good. I like part four. So and, I love and part, part four. Is I so good. This, and that would be so interesting to be like, oh, okay, well, we got the Jamie Lloyd character. So what yeah. can we do with that? That would be, you know, Jamie Lloyd was it, see, almost, it would be almost 40 years anyway. So, <laughs> we do it. 35 so, years this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there we go. That's right. Mm. It writes itself. No. Yeah, so I've seen a poster going that. around with Daniel Harris. There's claiming she's being yeah. in a fan film, but I don't know if she's actually being in or if it's just a fan film. Oh, I saw that poster. Poster. I thought that was just a fan poster. I, thought it was I think too. it is too, but because I, I, I listen, I listen is, to her podcast every it. week with Scout. Um, oh. that mm-hmm. whatever talk it's called. It's a good. Yeah, talk yeah they don't. Yeah. They don't. Um, at least she hasn't talked about it. So. Right. I mean, that would be logical too, because you're taking from what we know of something and then you're just expanding them on it. On it. I right. guess but that would make a good a segue just for fans, but I, I don't know. They can always do it for, you know, if they were able to do it for TV as well. Like, I, I kind of feel like you can do anything with the Halloween universe in some respect. You have a show called Hadden. And like, they <laughs> really yeah, could yeah. take, yeah, they could take um, Young Lewis. a lot in there and be like, dude, Season a TV of series the Witch. Of, yeah. 
Yeah, they can do that oh still. Boy. Like, why are we why not doing season? You can make films. You know, you can make movies that go to theatrical releases. You can make films that go straight to DVD, Blu-ray. You can make television series. Like, yeah, all these different continuations of some of these different sagas that you know people are going to watch it. So you can do that in the interim, right? Like you could because yeah. things got to die down, right? So you could go off and on tangent for the next five to 10 years and do some fun things. Yeah. And then come back with a Michael Myers story that could be Michael Myers and whether it's, I don't know if it would be a remake at that point, but you could do something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Possibilities are in the way endless. I mean, you could do a lot of things, but for <laughs> now, just give something. it a break. Let them have a break. Let, let the series, you know, rest off for like five, six years. Exactly. It just can't yeah. be like, in Marvel, where it's like now we've got thirty other yeah. films planned in the next few years, and, I, and I'm a Marvel fanboy, so I'm not yeah. pooing. But it's like we uh, need a break, people. Yep. Like I am, I'm over fatigue is a real like, thing. Yeah. Be like Laurie Strode finally reunites with Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or or the movie that was in between, you know, like yeah, uh, exactly. Like, Mom, you never died. <laughs> Two point five, and then see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back. Like, well, I really felt like this yeah. was the time to, you know, really put these two characters together. Yeah, who explained that? Oh, that'd be great. It's a remake of twenty eighteen. Is she's gonna be in? It's this whole meta thing, you know? Yeah. Right? It'd be like twenty years, forty years. So we'll see what happens in sixty years. Oh, Chad, you got any thoughts? You haven't said anything in a while. Uh, no, I'm only just reminded of uh, what Scott Hall said at his Hall of Fame speech, which was, uh, "Bad times don't last, but bad guys do." So, yeah. <laughs> that's a good that one. Chad. Good one. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Don't mess with the bad guy. Exactly. All right. Anybody got anything else they want to talk about before we get out of here? I don't know. I think I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it, it seems like it's universally liked among us, though. And that's, I knew that, I, I figured you would probably, I knew Chris was, and I knew Ed was, and like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and almost all of them is people shitting on oh, it, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I want to do the opposite, so. I mean, I just, Ed, even you, on yours, you were the only one that was pretty much positive towards it. Oh, no, podcast, I'm used to so. defending it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, a couple of things just browsing on my notes that we didn't really touch on that I just wanted to bring up, just to bring it up. The soundtrack. Like, oh, yes. the best of the three. It's, it, it is. It's it, Carpenter, Davies, and and, and, and and Carpenter, Cody. Uh, it's it's so good. It's my favorite of the three as well. And I really like, I like the soundtrack as well. You got Daddy Kennedy's Halloween on there. That, um, that Boy Harsher song is really good that they play with uh, – Yes. With uh, with the two of them driving out at night, it's it's a great, great, great soundtrack and score. So, yeah. and um, just the fact that I also made a note that Coy unwraps his hand bandage way too much in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just randomly unwraps his hand bandage, and they and they make an effort that just focused on it for like a couple seconds. I'm like, why? You're gonna put it back on. <laughs> so, other than that. <laughs> things right like it's like i'm i'm i'm, I'm struggling with it. i want it off but i want it on yeah, <laughs> it's all i'm missing is his hand actually glowing with the evil right yeah i'm gonna yeah, see like, if it's <laughs> i mean i think ultimately to me i think it was a good film and may i think we did a good job of also 
criticizing some of the points that people have brought up as well. I can understand that. But I, I, I think I agree with what we said in the beginning and that I think over time it'll be more like than what it is right now. It's just got to have that cooling off period. And people are just, like I said, they're going to clam onto something when it's new and all they want to do is pick it apart first before they finally be like, oh, you know what? This isn't so bad after all. It's too it's too easy of a movie to shit on because exactly. of, of, of the fact that they went so far in one direction. And I and I don't, again, I'm obviously saying, saying this because I like the film a lot. I'm just saying it's so easy for just fans to crap on it because it's not uh, uh, 95 or minutes of Laurie and Michael fighting. Yep. Sure. Even if it was, I would hate that would movie them. personally. I think, I think people that say they would like it would hate it. I'm just saying like in general, and again, quite frankly, the trailers didn't do much to help that, but I get right. why they had to do the trailers yeah. why they did. But it's just, it is an easy movie just to look negatively upon. And that's the sad thing because there's so many great things about it. And it, hopefully over time, people kind of look at it and go, you know what? It's not a bad movie. It just yeah. might have been bad timing or bad, you know, mix, you know? Yeah. And for some people, they just need multiple viewings. Yeah. So yeah. For some people, they probably haven't seen it literally since the fir- that yep. night that it dropped. Yeah, sure. okay. So then suddenly it's like, oh, watch it a second time. Well, wait a minute. I didn't catch that. It's actually right. pretty cool. So, that's a good point because a lot of the reviews I saw that were hateful ended with "I'll probably never watch this again." So, and yeah. you you do get rewarded for rewatching it. Like I was rewatching it. Like I think it was my my third or fourth rewatch of this movie. I noticed finally that you actually see Michael walking out of the sewer before after Corey gets dropped down before he gets pulled away after to throw Corey off the uh, bridge. Mm. You actually see Michael as he's walking towards Corey on the ground, like in, in like wow. on the side of the screen and stuff like that. Like things I would never notice after one right. viewing. Yeah. So. See, that's pretty cool. So I mean, like, yeah, it's cool stuff like that. You I, know? I just don't think it's, I don't think it's as bad as some of the people want to take it as, because I, I mean, resurrection. I mean, come on, resurrection was. Resurrection had that. Like, thought, Resurrection like, had I that scene the, with Buster Rhymes telling him off. I, I don't. I just don't understand when some people say like this is the worst one in the franchise. I'm like, really? really? Yeah, worst really? one in the franchise? Sure, Have Jan. you seen them all? That's a movie that I think. I don't want to say that Rosenthal phoned it in, but I think that's a movie that's like we're gonna try to cash in on. We're gonna get Buster Rhymes' entire bank. Yes. We're gonna try to do this. We're gonna try to do this. We got all these young hot WB actors or whatever. Yeah. We're gonna try to make something that people right. like. That is a different story than David Gordon Green yeah. and Danny Bryan yeah. going. We want to really think about what we're right. doing and put yeah. effort into it, not just have Jamie Lee Curtis Amen. and John Castle. It's like, no, we really want to put something thoughtful together. Yes. Rick Rosenthal was like, probably like, oh, What's cool, trendy? Yeah, What's let's trendy? do something, you know, let's do some callbacks, nostalgia, and put some right. really hot, you know, yeah. actors in it and go, you know. Rosenthal like, should have pulled a birds too and just <laughs> you know what well, I'm I getting mean, at. If you think about it. The late nineties, early two thousands horror, they had there was that trend of where it's like who's the hottest rapper right now? We gotta exactly. put in it. And Buster like thirteen Rimes. ghosts, same thing. They put um, shoot, I forget her name, but they had Rod Digger. Rod yes, Digger, who you. wasn't even a big rapper. I had never heard her before that movie. I never heard of her till that movie. Right. <laughs> uh, I think even like, did they do something maybe with Urban Legends as well? I can't. Yeah, yeah. I think so with Urban Legends, right? And uh, maybe, oh man, some of those early two thousands. Sorry, I'm well, going yeah, back to H two O. So yeah, H two, yeah. and then of course H two O and. 
Yeah, he was a good side character, not the lead, and they tried. They made Buster the lead. Who the hell are you and, kidding? Uh, he was terrible. Here's the thing. He hello, Cool J. Yeah. No, no. Hey, no. he made reading his Cole character. Was what, what was his it? character like, was comedy relief. The novella really, shit but, to his wife or whatever it was. LL turned into an actor though. Like yeah, he, yeah. He, he at least wanted to do acting, and he wasn't just in this film to you know. I and mean, that was the beginning of his acting career. But like he went on to be on that show and the not Blue Bloods. What he, show he went on the NCIS LA. Yeah, my yeah. wife watches it. He's been on there he, ten or eleven. He years. He went on the remake Rollerball with Chris Klein. <laughs> a hot movie. But I mean. Busta hasn't really done much since Resurrection. Oh, no, he has not. No, not. Oh, I'm just <laughs> using those as, you know. Yeah, I was joking. Well, <laughs> and, and, and Ben, I think we talked about it last time. We talked about how Resurrection had a test screening. And for whatever reason, this audience said more Busta Rhymes because he had died in the original version. Right. Oh, and they screamed for more Busta, more Busta. And that's what they listened to, which is why test screenings can be a bad thing. They hacked that movie up. Like, they, 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 they're all... Like, all the deleted scenes and like all there's like yeah. five different endings in that movie. That little kid that they zoom in on that's Michael. Yeah, and all that, that all movie that. has yeah. so many endings to it. Like they're all in the DVD and Blu-ray. Check it out. Like or don't. It's <laughs> there's yeah. nothing to fight like, him about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have the Scream Collector set, but I have not the Scream Factory Collector set. I shouldn't say Scream Collector. Set. <laughs> 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 Like Josh, that's another that's another franchise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the Scream Factory collector set, but I have not watched the special features on Resurrection at all. Yeah, so. I'm surprised Alan Smithy doesn't direct Halloween Resurrection. It's <laughs> oh, there's seriously. that's probably one that needs a sequel, right, guys? Resurrection, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's what <laughs> doesn't die. Part two, <laughs> more Busta, <laughs> and then this time we'll put Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Anybody for WAP? No, no. Uh, <laughs> passing the WAP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, Ed. You got anything left on that list of yours before we get out of here? Oh, uh, sure. see here. <laughs> I don't know. It's just random stuff I wrote down because I was just having fun with it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Why are all the children in this town such smart mouth little assholes? <laughs> <laughs> Um, are the band geeks the bullies? The, the yeah, band geeks right. The bullies. Hey, Corey versus the band squad, led by the Brooklyn Brawler himself. <laughs> yeah, nothing. nothing. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, with the little kid in the beginning, was it karma? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe did he deserve it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Might be a little far there, guys. That might be a little far. Mm-hmm. Really? Is it too soon? Is it too soon? <laughs> I mean, when when Corey when Corey goes to see Allison and he stays the night with her, he has got to smell like an anchovy's asshole. I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. Like I'm surprised she doesn't say to him, "No, you take a bath and wash your asshole first. Yeah. For real, <laughs> yeah. Hanging out in the sewers terrible. and shit, you know, yeah. killing people. Well, for all we know, maybe, maybe she's into it. that. Maybe maybe she's into that. Maybe she likes that musky smell. She might, yeah. you know. <laughs> Love, she like, works at a hospital. 1622. <laughs> well, Josh, oh. what's your conclusion on it? You love it? You hate yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I do. I sure? think it's different sure? enough. I think in I your also... eyes, I see evil. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> That's what I was going for, Chris. Yes. 
so yeah yeah i love it i'm i know i love it so i don't have to worry about it that's why i wanted to do this with people who loved it get a positive outlook on halloween ends out there in the world yeah i love so many negative ones (laughs) so speaking to chad here who's the one that would shit on it wow uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, like, I stayed quiet. After, after, this, <laughs> after this discussion, do you feel like maybe so you can reappraise you it? Like yeah, do you feel like you could reappraise the movie? No. <laughs> no. I was going to say, oh, yeah. probably not because he, he watched it last night and sent me, yeah, Halloween Ends is still a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. I mean, it just, it, some tweaks, it could have been better. That's just me. <laughs> This doesn't work for me, bro. Just, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work for well, me. Well, this bro. is a man who's put Resurrection at number one on his list. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> it's about to say. Chris. Chris. <laughs> I'm, trying not to get, I'm trying not to get my knees broke here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, ben, go first. Go ahead. Tell everybody about Fright Rags and... All the good stuff. Uh, well, we specialize in horror-themed apparel and accessories. You can find us at fright-rags.com. Follow us on social. It's at Fright Rags, all in word, everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, threads, TikTok, everywhere. Ed, go ahead. Uh, my podcast is the Film Effect Podcast. Each week we take a different movie from the all genres. Unless it's October, of course, and we all, we're all things horror then. And just go through it from top to bottom. Uh, just give it a, you know, we're a deep dive podcast. Come for the deep dive, stay for the good vibes. There you go. That's my new motto. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Check it out. The Film Effect Podcast. Um, at Film Effect Pod on Twitter. Uh, the Film Effect Podcast everywhere else. Uh, new episodes every Tuesday or whenever I feel like it. And yeah. I've been that way lately. I mean, I just dropped our Dark Band episode yesterday at like 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, it's out though. Hey, at least Check it drop. Out. It's out. That's Dark true. Band, it's out there. Check it out. <laughs> you might have heard Chad, of Chad, tell everybody where you're not. Um, I am I am nowhere to be found, uh, maybe except on Letterboxd. Uh, screen name is uh, Green Screen Grin. There we go. And then you can find me, Chris, on twitter at cvc monkey and on instagram at x topher of oz and on xbox you can find me through chad and josh because i'm friends with them on xbox <laughs> xbox yes xbox uh letterbox letterbox my bad man mess, I've messed up multiplayer xbox, games on there yeah. <laughs> have people uh oh. make fun of you have teenagers make fun of you that way all the social media <laughs> too much social media stuff <laughs> As always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod. Most active on Twitter. I have some other social media that I don't use, so I wouldn't worry about that. Why bring it up? But yeah, I know that's why. Yeah, you're right. because sometimes they go to the link I have on my main page, and if they go there, they'll see other ones, and I don't use those. So I should remove them, but I've been too lazy to do that, Ed. So there you go. All right, Just thinking out loud. That's all. <laughs> Thanks for that. And next week, answer. yeah, next week we are kicking off what officially is best month ever. As I do a collaboration with the podcast host of the Best Film Ever podcast. Mm. And Ethan will be kicking off the show. And we'll be talking about why Taika Waititi's Boy should be your next favorite movie. Until then, you guys take care and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>